0: Anymore No, no, no Never, never Uh, 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 I will never go back Anymore Now there's a little catchy little thing to that song and I love it. But there's a real truth to it. If you've ever been born of the Spirit of God, there is no tasting for the things of the world. That doesn't mean your flesh won't betray you or let you down. We heard that this morning. But there's something in you I've got to keep going forward. There's nothing back there anymore. It's one way. The Bible would say of Abraham and the saints of old, truly, if they had been mindful of the country from which they came out of, they would have had opportunity to go back. But their mind wasn't full of that anymore. Their mind was full of the heavenly. And our mind is full of what God is doing. That's why we press in. That's why we move forward, amen. I believe it was Elisha when, when, he, when he was called by Elijah. You know, he was out there plowing in the field. What did he do? He burned, he burned the tools that he was working with. Why? He was called to something greater. Isn't it good to be a child of God? It's wonderful. Just want to make mention at a prayer request this afternoon from uh, Brother Ed Semenuk, and he said Sister Debbie is in the hospital with a severe migraine, and he asked us to remember them in prayer. So can we do that? We're just going to just play something softly, if you will. We just want to remember them. Also, Brother Harold was having a little bit of an upset stomach, so he's not with us, but we remember him. Who else would have a need that they would want to be remembered tonight? Let's just... Bow want a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, just so good to be in the house of the Lord today. Lord, just such a wonderful presence this morning. Father, and then again tonight as we've come here, we're in expectation for you to come. We want to thank you for the songs that have been sung, Lord, the special that we heard even tonight, and Lord, the youth and the young children. and Father, how we thank you for... The, the homes that are represented here. Father, we want to ask tonight, just you see where Sister Debbie is tonight. You see what she's suffering. Father, would you just go right now to that room? Would your Holy Spirit just sweep in, Lord? Would you just come and minister to her, O oh Lord? Father, we unite our faith with our brother Ed's, and we're asking you... Oh, Lord, just come nigh to our sister. Lord, we heard the promises rehearsed again this morning. You're the Lord God that healeth us. By your stripes, we are healed. Father, we want to lay a hold of that tonight. And sometimes when we're sick, we can't pray for ourselves. But Lord, we pray for our sister tonight. Would you remember her? Be with Brother Harold. I pray you'll just take the stomach that's upset and just calm that. And Lord, so many hands were raised here tonight. Oh, Lord, let us touch you tonight. Let us reach out and touch Jesus. Father, we want to commit ourselves to you, commit the service to you now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We welcome everyone to the service. We have some visitors still with us from Saskatchewan. Really nice to have you here. We have some visitors from Grand Prairie. Um, Brother Ron has brought some of the Dodd, the next generation of Dodds, with him. We're happy to have them. Last weekend in Grand Prairie was it last? No, it was two weekends. It was last weekend, last weekend, last weekend in Grand Prairie. Brother Max went to Grand Prairie and ministered for the young people, and he also ministered both services. And they had a wonderful time, and you know, I believe God has many gifts in the body, and many avenues to minister. So we're going to pull on that gift again tonight. Also want to make mention, we have Brother B. and Sister Sylvie with us. It's nice to see you. God bless you. We were walking through a store the other day, well, it was about a month ago, I guess, and And we had just spoke to them on the phone earlier that day, and all of a sudden we walked through the store, and there they are. I don't know if they were following me, or if they have a cell phone tracker, or what was going on, but they just showed up. And, you know, there was Sister Sylvie with her face, just smiling, you know, and just (laughs) so nice to see you. They're here with their family tonight, and their son Nathan would like to get baptized. So he's 15 years old. God's been dealing with him for six, seven months, and we're going to be happy to do that for you. We've had some talk and some time with that. So it's going to be a wonderful evening. Already it's wonderful. Amen. Let's just uh, change the order as our brother Max comes. And, and uh, let's just sing. I, I've thought a lot about what brother Andrew has been ministering, about the banner that's over. And I want to just sing his banner over me is love. He brought me to his banqueting table. That's the table we're sitting at tonight. So let's let's just sing that, and we're going to invite our brother Max to come and minister and pull on the gift, okay? He brought, brought me, me to his, his banqueting,
1: banqueting table, his banner over me is love. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me is love. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love He sets straight paths before my feet His banner over me is love He sets straight paths before my feet His banner over me is love He set straight paths before my feet, His banner over me is love, His banner over me is love. He broke the chains. He broke the chains and he set me free, His banner over me is love, He broke the chains and set me free, His banner over me is love the chains and he set me free his banner over me is love his banner over me is love, love. think about that i am my beloved's well i'm my beloved's and he is mine his banner over me is love i'm my beloved and he is mine his banner over me is love I'm my beloved's and he is mine. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. Amen.
2: I gonna believe that's the banner over us. Amen. was well, good to see you all here. And uh, I thank the Lord. Sorry. Amen. I thank the Lord to be here this evening. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, that's all the singing will be done. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We we want to say God bless you all. As Brother Ed said, we we were in Grand Prairie last week. And uh, we really want to appreciate all your prayers. oh and Brother John, we really felt the presence of the Lord right away when we left Edmonton. And uh, the Lord was with us in the car. and It's a great fellowship together. And we, we really thank the Lord, the services. The Lord was with us. And we really appreciate all your prayers. Amen. And we also bring greetings from Brother Darren. And all the saints there, they all greet you. And uh, well, uh, I think we will see Brother Steve sometime. <laughs> I was hoping we will see him tonight, but <laughs> we, we, we do not <laughs> Amen. But uh, amen, we, we are happy to be here. Amen. Perhaps let's just, let's just have a quick word of prayer and we go to the word. Amen. Lord we just want to say thank you this this evening Lord we, we once again come before you humbly Lord God and father there's one thing you said we can never do too much and that is to pray Lord Amen. and father we just want to come once again in prayer and we just want to yield ourselves to you Lord we just want to ask that you have the preeminence Lord you moved among us this morning Lord and we just want to see you move again Lord this evening Amen. we just pray that your name will be glorified Lord the father the man will be laid aside the Lord and the Father, your Spirit, will take full control this evening, Lord. The Father, you move upon hearts, that you change hearts, O Lord. Father, we come at all times to Your name, O Lord. Father, have, have the preeminence, Lord Jesus, as we yield ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's Let's take your scriptures. Again, we want to really thank the Lord for the service this morning. It's a wonderful service. God bless you, around you. Amen. Also Wednesday was a great and wonderful service with Brother Ed, we appreciated the word, amen. Amen. Let's open to the book of Romans, a very familiar scripture, uh, if the Lord will, we won't be long. but if the Holy Spirit takes it longer, well, we'll let him do his work, amen. I want to read from Romans 8, familiar scripture from verse 18 to 23. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time or not were to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the Creator waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the Creator was made subject to vanity not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. Because the Creator itself also Shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that we, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until name. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. Amen. And the Lord had a blessing to the reading of the word. You might have you see. I will tell you till this evening. is, this is your time. Yeah. Amen. This is your time. Amen. As as we heard this morning, as it was been spoken, that you know, as we read in the scriptures, we can see the scriptures being fulfilled. We can see that the Lord is moving. We can see it right in front of our eyes. And even as we read the scripture and read in verse 23, that not only they but ourselves are also groaning, amen. We are also groaning within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to which the redemption of our body. And we believe that we are living in a time and we are living in a season. In Ecclesiastes 3 1, Solomon said, That to everything there is a time, there is to time there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Amen. There is a season and a time to everything that is here on earth. Amen. And I believe, I believe that we are living in a special season. I believe that we are living in a special time. Amen. I believe we are living in the last junction of time. Amen. And in this last junction of time, we have Satan that is, is going about and, and Satan that is rising as an own power.
3: But at the same time, as Satan is rising in his power, there is a bride also that is rising up. Amen. There is a bride that is coming to her position. Amen. She's coming to know who she really is. Amen. And there is nothing that is going to stop this bride. Amen. You know, Satan can rage. Satan can do his work. But there is nothing that is going to stop this bride. Amen. Satan can tr- control trouble our way. Satan can come our way with persecution. He can come our way with a flood. He can come our way in a mighty way. But you know there's a word that has a promise for us. That it says that if it comes and the enemy comes in us the flood, that the Lord is going to raise the standard. Amen. Now, I wanted to realize it's not you that are going to raise the standard, but it's the Lord that is going to raise the standard. Amen. You see, all we have to do is just wait on him because he is going to raise the standard. Because the one that the enemy is fighting is not you, but the one that is fighting is the Lord. Amen. And we know that we are living again in a time that, you know, the Scripture is saying that Satan is going about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he might devour. Now, I want you to notice that he's going about like a roaring lion. Now, he's like a roaring lion, but he's not a lion. And neither has he known to roar about. Amen. Because this Satan that we are talking about, it is one that if you remember on the day of Calvary, he lost his finger. On the day of Calvary, he lost the stinger. And the power to pull the stinger out of him is living right in you. Amen. The power to pull the stinger out is living in you. Hallelujah. So now we can see that we are facing an enemy that has got no stinger. We are facing an enemy that has no keys to his own house. Because that day when God, when Jesus went down to hell, the keys of hell and death were taken away. We are facing an enemy that has no power over the children of God. Because the scripture says that he shouldn't touch those that have got the oil and the wine. But now here are a group of people that are filled with the Holy Ghost. Here are a group of people that have got the very same blood in which the stinger was poked in and was never able to be pulled out. Now here are a group of people who have a promised word of God. Here are a group of people who to whom has been restored the total deed. So now I want to ask you a question. Who is going to win this battle? Yes. Who is going to win this war? Verse, yes. we are facing an enemy that is nothing but a scarecrow. Yes. At the moment, he's got no stinger, friends. Yes. There is nothing that he's got. He's just going about like a rolling lion. Yes. But we know that we have only one lion, and that is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's the one that has brought us redemption. He's the one who's taken the book. He's the one that has come to you. He's the one that is living in you. Yes. There's nothing to fear about. Let him go about and roar. We've got a kin, we've got a God. This is our decent church, age, Jeffersonville, 1960. And as we overcome by the Holy Spirit, like he had. We will will sit with him as he takes the earthly throne of David. To sit and rule with him just like he, he did up there. Amen. With power and authority over all the earth. And the earth is grown and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God to be manifested. God's sons. Because after all, the world was not given for God to control. Let's notice, that's right. Who is the God of the earth? God with a little g. Who is the God of the earth? Man. That's his domain. All, everything in the earth is subject to the man. True sin, he fell. But through Christ's redeeming power, he comes back again. That's right. Because the earth belongs to man. It was given to him. He, has, he was ruler over everything, and all nature is grown and waiting for the time that when the sons of God will be manifested again. Oh, my, manifestation of the sons of God. Amen. And I believe that we are living in a time that we are called to be the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. I believe that this is our time. Amen. See, this is not a time of the enemy, he can go about and do what he wants, but this is really your time. This is the time of the bride. This is the time of the sons of God. This is the time of the daughters of God. Because there is a Deep that is ringing in us. There is a Deep that is calling in us. And if there is a Deep, I want you to know that there is a Deep that is going to respond to it. If there is a Deep to live in righteousness, there is a Deep that is going to respond to it. If there is a Deep to overcome the enemy, there is a Deep that is going to respond to it. Amen. But now what is manifestation? But Ranama said manifestation is to make known. Manifestation is to make known. But now there can't be a manifestation. If there is nothing to be made, known, If there has to be a manifestation, there must be something that must be manifested. If you take, for example, an apple seed, you see, in that apple seed, it might be a little seed, but in that seed, there is a potential of apple fruits. Now, when you look at that seed, you might say, it is a little seed. How is it ever going to come up and bring a tree and have the, the, the fruits on it? But in that seed there is a potential, and there is something in that seed that is going to be manifested one day, Amen. But now, if you take a pebble or if you take a rock, there is not an under rock that has ever come to be manifested. It is just what it is. From the moment that that rock was created, it is going to be the same until the day that it all vanishes or will whatever happens to it. It is never going to change. Because there is not an inner. You can take that rock, you can go to the best field that you've ever seen before, you can plant that rock right in there, you can live it there for days and years, you can go back and dig it, and it'll still be the same rock. Because there is not an inner to be manifested. But if you take that seed and you go and plant it in the right field and plant it in the right ground, you give it just a little bit of time. You let it come to the right season. You let it come to the right time, and you will see the seed start to manifest something. Amen. You see the seed start to come to maturity. You see the seed start to manifest the fruit that has been put on within it. And you see, that is the difference between us and the world. See, the difference is that you, by the grace of God, have received the predestinated seed of God. And because you've received the seed, there comes a time and it comes a season that the seed must come to maturity. That the seed must come and start to manifest what is actually put on in it. And I want you to know that the seed is nothing but the same genes that God is God, But now here are the people in the world that they have nothing to manifest. They are just like the rock or the stone or whatever you want to call it. They came on earth just as, you know, sinners. And there's nothing that can change them. It is a sad story. But see, we are not the one making the decision. We are not the one making the choosing. He's the one that has already done the choosing. And we are founded on him just by grace. And we have nothing to boast about Because it's nothing that we've done. It's not because we were good. It's not because, you know, we, we, we were worthy or because we've done something or, or because we were born in a certain family. But it was just simply the grace of God. Simply the grace of God. Amen. But now we have received that grace Amen. for a purpose. That's right. We have received that grace for a time like this. We have received that grace not just to be seated and act like the stone. Not just be seated and just lie there and, and just hope for the best. But we have been given the treasure and we have been planted in a message in a word that have been sent in this last age to bring forth fruit, to manifest the veritum that is in the seed. And the veritum that is in the seed is nothing but the life of God. It's nothing but the nature of God. That is where we have been brought to. And the pebble lies there and nothing happens to it. It cannot undergo any change. But you see, a seed must come to maturity. And it'll come to maturity when it's planted on the right ground. I want you to notice it was Mary. That received the seed. You see, Mary wasn't someone that really was was a special lady, but she was just chosen. She was just chosen. And the angel came to him and overshadowed her. Sorry, came to her and overshadowed her. And she was fine with a child. And as she was fighting with a child, there came a time that she had to pull back and let the seed come forth. She had to pull back and let the seed come forth. Because the main thing that was in Mary, the main value, the main thing about the whole picture was the seed that was in Mary. See, the picture wasn't Mary, the picture was the seed. And see, the picture is not us. The picture is the seed. This picture is not you. The picture is Jesus. See, you will choose the scaffold. You will choose the body. But there is a God that is living in you. There is a God that is one in expression. There is a God that is one in a manifestation. Another thing that it is time for us to stop pulling back. It's time to stop pulling back the doubt. It is time to stop pulling back the fear. It is time to stop pulling back our own will. And let the seed manifest itself. Because it is seed time. It is bright time. This is your time. It is time to stop pulling things back. Pull back your own ideas that we had this morning. Pull back your own lust. Pull back all the things that is bothering you in the spirit. Pull everything back. It is not a that. It's a bay of the seed. That's good. It's a bay of the seed. The seed is not here with the shock Jeffersonville 1965. But when the seed was delivered, it said, I come to do the will of him that sent me. I and my father are one. If I do not his works, believe me not. There was the seed. Which one of you can condemn me of unbelief? What the Bible has promised I will do, I don't. God was verified that through me he said, Who can tell me now, see? But the seed of Mary, the shock, it was close to being that, but it wasn't. It was still in the womb. Notice in the Pentecostal age, through the Lutheran age, through the Wesley age, it's been the same thing through this Pentecostal age. Now notice, but at the opening of the seven seals, Revelation 10, the full word is to be born into manifestation again, and vindicated by the Spirit of God, in the full strength as it was as it was when He was here on Earth, manifested in the same way, doing the same things that He did when it was here on Earth. Amen, Hebrews 8 13:8 said, "Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever." At the opening of these seals, it was to bring the seed into manifestation. See, it had been hidden, and this had gone through ages and ages, but there came a time that the seed had to come to maturity. And even though we're living in Sodom, but I want you to realize that at the very time, the Sodom was going on and going abed and doing his own things. At the same time, the ministry of the Son of Man also came on the scene. And as it was in that day, so will it be in this day. And we can clearly see that it is that same day today. That Sodom is going about and and Sodom is doing their own thing. But at the same time, there must be a people that is manifesting the ministry of that son of man. Because the world has been opened. Because the seals have been broken. See, the seals weren't broken for the denomination. It was broken for you. Because you were chosen. This is your time. This is your time, young people. Don't think that, you know, it's the seals, it's a big time. It's not a big time, friends. It's simple. It is Jesus Christ. Amen. It is Jesus Christ in you. See, Satan tried to do it, I know I've seen it with many young people. They are scared to touch the seals. You're scared of beta. Oh, it's a big ten, it's all over there. No, it's a simple ten. But a brand new preach, you know, uh, the simplicity, I forgot the title, Brother. brother uh, God and simplicity, thank you, Brother Marshall. God in simplicity, before he starts going through the breach and going to the seals. It is simplicity, young people. Don't be scared of beta. Just ask the Lord for revelation. Because this is your time, this was open for you. this wasn 't open for anyone else, it was open for you for this time, because we are the end of time. And at the end of time, oh hallelujah, at the end of time, there must be a manifestation. It was that it was the end of time for Sodom, and at that end of time, the Son of Man came and he came to visit only one type of person. He came to visit only Abraham. He didn't go obey to many places. He just came to Abraham because he had a promised word with Abraham and he came to confirm the promised word with Abraham. And I want you to know that you are the seed of Abraham and at this time he has come to confirm the word with you to let you know you are the son of God. You are the daughter of God. Don't be afraid. Step out in faith. Take me my word and watch me move on the sand I want you to know that all heaven is backing you up Amen. all heaven is backing you up this is your time the world is in a sodom condition and the church has went into Sodom waters like Lot and his wife and I say that there is an elected church somewhere in this world that's pulling out and set aside for those things. And the manifestation of God has attracted its attention. We are at the last days. See, the shock has given forth strength into the seed. It's went on out. It was a good shock, but it served its time. See, it is the word bride of the word groom. See, we know Herbert Branham will talk about it of how the seed was carried through. was carried, through the, was carried through the stalk. But you see, the stalk could not bring the seed to full manifestation. It couldn't show the potential that was in the seed. And it went through the tassel. And, and it was great, but still that couldn't show the full potential of the seed. Then it came to the shock. And we know that the shock was close to being like the seed, but it wasn't the seed. And there came a time that the shock had to pull back and let the seed manifest itself. And we have come through justification. And we've come through sanctification. And we've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But friends, and now it was time for that same Holy Ghost to place you in your position. It is time for us to be placed in our position. Because it is different when you know who you are. See, the picture changes when you get to know who you are. But until you get to know who you are, you see the enemy comes and starts throwing you here and throwing you there. But when you get to know who you are, that's when you start to realize this guy has got no stinger. This guy has got no keys. This guy has got no power. Amen. That's when you start to realize that. Yeah. But you see, it's only when the seed pulls away from the shock. But so many times we like to be shown in the shock. And we just like to stay there and seem to be comfortable. It seem to be comfortable coming over to church. Sit in the Word instead of sit in the pew and, and enjoy the presence of the Lord. And it's great. But there must come a time that you must take your place. There must come a time that you stand alone and stand by yourself. There must come a time that it is you who take the Word. It is you that takes the word. And you don't wait till a Wednesday night. Or wait till a Sunday morning. Or wait till a Sunday evening. To take a hold of the word. But it is you taking the word every Monday. Taking the word every Tuesday. Coming to church on a Wednesday. Loaded. On a Thursday. Loaded. On a Friday. Loaded. If we've got young people. You come to young people. Loaded. Because you're going for war. You're going to battle. And you don't want to go to battle without your sword. You don't want to go to battle without your bullets. See, a gun without bullets is worth nothing. It's time for you to come every time loaded. Because you got to know, I am the son of God and I have an enemy that I'm facing. So I am going loaded. Because I can face him when I walk out of my door. So I am going out loaded. And when you come loaded and the preacher comes loaded, you tell me where the enemy is going to find a place. You tell me where sickness can find a place. You tell me where depression can find a place. You tell me where bondage can find a place. When you come loaded, and when the preacher comes loaded, because when two supernaturals meet, oh, I tell you, two importance meet, the supernatural takes its place, the miraculous takes its place. And this is your time. This is the time of the bride. This is the time of the miraculous. Omnipotence is pushing itself out. Omnipotence hasn't got arms, but your arms. Omnipotence hasn't got eyes, but your eyes. Omnipotence hasn't got a voice, but your voice. It's time for the shark to pull away. See, here was Joshua. Who's the type of the Holy Ghost? See, there came a time that they had to cross Jordan. And they crossed Jordan and they went into the land. And when they got into the land, it was time to position in the place each and every one of them. But before they placed each and every one of them, they had to drive out the enemies. They had to drive out the enemies. Now, that was the first thing that they had to do. See, when you've come through justification and you've come through the sanctification, see all of it is a cleansing and a cleansing. When you come to you know receiving the Holy Ghost, friends, it is time that you start driving out the enemies because now you can play around with them anymore. You heard it this morning, you you cannot be there flirting with this man and and then coming over to this man on, on a Wednesday night and on a Monday going back to this other man. You can't do that anymore. The enemy must be slain. See, the land is yours, but the enemy must be taken away. But I want you to notice in order to that before they got to the land, the captain of the host of the Lord was there. He was waiting for them. And before you get on the Holy Ghost, he's waiting for you. My brother Daddy, you're going to get Bob Toys. He's been waiting for you. The captain of the host of the Lord was waiting for them. And guess what? He had his sword drawn out. He was ready to fight. He was ready to fight. You know, the battle is not yours. The battle is his. He was ready to fight. He was ready to face those enemies. See, he had already gone around those walls of Jericho. He has already gone around... Making sure all those foundations were broken. You say, How did he do it? I don't know. He done it. The loss that you've been struggling with, I want you to know that he's already gone, destroying that already. All that is left is just a wall standing there. And what you have to start doing, you start taking steps, you start marching around those walls. You just start marching around those walls. Sorry, Brother Adam, I'm going to break the rule just this time. You start marching around the walls. You just start marching around the walls. The foundation has been broken. Amen. The foundation has been broken. And they march around the one day. And they march around the two days. And they march around the three days. And they march around the four days. And they march around the five days. And they march around the six days. Oh my, glory be to God. And on the seventh day. Oh hallelujah, on the seventh day, in the seventh age, there must be a manifestation, there must be a falling down of the walls. Oh hallelujah, there must be a breaking down of the walls. Oh glory be to God, there must be a breaking down. The word must come to pass. And on the seventh day, they went around the wall. The captain of the host, the Lord, has already been there. Oh, hallelujah. And when they were done, the sound of the trumpet. Oh, hallelujah. And we know the trumpet is a type of the gospel. Hallelujah. They took the trumpet. They took the word. They started to speak the word. They started to speak the gospel. And when they started to speak it, guess what happened? Oh, I want you to guess what happened. The walls started to fall down. Oh, glory be to God. The walls started to crumble down. Oh, hallelujah. This is your time. This is your time to start marching around your walls. This is your time. The walls started to crumble down and they fell. And they started to possess the land. Possess the land. Victory after victory. Victory after victory. But one day, they lost a battle. And that was strange, because that wasn't the promise. So that meant that something must be wrong. And Joshua started wondering, something must have gone wrong, because we are not called to lose. We are called to be victorious. We are called to triumph. We are called to trot down every enemy. But here we've lost man. Something has gone wrong. And they start a search. And they start a search. And they find out what has went wrong. Someone, Aiken brought in some Babylonian garments. Achan has brought in something that was not supposed to be brought in the camp. And because of that, the lost man. And when a defeat comes in your Christian walk, go back and see if everything is right. Because you are not called to lose one battle. The Holy Ghost cannot lose. It cannot lose. So if there is a lost, there is something wrong. And so what did Joshua do? Joshua purged it out. He destroyed it. And everything that was related to it, and I think that's what we ought to do. When it comes a time that the victory is not there, and you find that there is an acre that has come in the land, you find that there is something of the world that is script in. Do like Joshua, purge it out, purge it out, because eventually. When they didn't purge out all the enemies in the land, they paid for it. They paid for it. But you see, that's the thing that's, that takes away the victory. So whenever anything comes, purge it out. When sin comes in the land, purge it out. Amen. And when you purge it out, you continue possessing the land. Because after Achan's, you know, all his stuff was purged out, they went back to battle and they won. They went back and they won. But eventually, we know the children of Israel started to lust after the things of the world and, and they started to fall back again. And at the death of Joshua, they started to go about and worshiping the gods of the land and... Doing all those kind of turns. And so the Lord raised up judges. He raised up judges to deliver the might of the hands of those that spoiled them. Or those that came and took away the turns. Because no matter what, God must keep your testimony. No matter what. The seed could not be destroyed. No matter how they will fall away, there was still at least one person that was standing in Israel. And so he started a race of judges. And we're going to take just some few judges. And you all know the one of them that I'll be taking. You can guess him. It is Shamgar. It is Shamgar. Not much said about him. But he was one of the judges. And you know, Shamgar would plant his crops and, and the enemy will come and take it away. And year after year, this will happen over and over again. Over and over again, the enemy was creeping in his home was coming in and taking whatever tent he will build, the enemy will come and crush it down. Whatever tent he will do, the enemy will come and crush it down. See, he was called in his home to be the keeper of the gate. But because he had lost his identity. The enemy kept on creeping in. But you see, there came a time for Samgar. And we're going to dramatize this a little bit if it's okay. But there came a time for Samgar. That Samgar came over to church. And, you know, problems have been in the home and the enemy's been coming all the time and taking away the crop. And some guy came, I think it was a Wednesday night. Or perhaps a Sunday night, I don't know. Emperor Andrew happened to be preaching that Sunday night. And he preached on raising a standard in Zion. Raising a standard in Zion. And some guy stood and sat in the pew. And he thought about the problems in the home. And he was hearing the word, raising a standard in Zion. And he took that word and he went home with it. And he started to feed on that word, raising a standard in Zion. Raising a standard in Zion. And Wednesday night he came back to church. And Brother Ed happened to be preaching. And he was preaching the Keepers of the Gate. Keepers of the Gate. And guess what? He got two series on that part one and part two. Keepers of the gate, raising a standard in Zion and being a keeper of the gate. And he went home and he was getting encouraged. I can raise the standard and I'm called to be the keeper of this gate. And he happened to come again on a Wednesday night. And Brother Moses was preaching. And he preached on a mature hair, a mature hair, and he started to realize my seed has come to maturity. I must raise the standard, I must keep the gate, and now I've come to a point where my seed has come to maturity. I am a mature here. I am not a servant. I am not a slave. But I am a son. I am a daughter of God. But you know what? The Lord will always give you the, the cherry on the pie. And so he came. A couple of weeks later. And Brother Paul Dirksen was here. Oh man. And I tell you, hell started to shake. Because now he was starting to know the role of a man. Oh yeah. And he also started to know the role of a woman. But the role of a woman as the bride of Christ. And oh man, he went home after that service. And when he walked through the doors of the house, he said, children, get ready. We're going to war. Children, get ready. We're facing those Philistines. Oh, hallelujah. We're facing them. And perhaps one of his sons must have asked them, but daddy, we've got no army. He said, oh, we don't need an army because the captain of the host of the Lord is already going to before us. The same God of Joshua is with me. The same God of Moses is with me. And you know what he did? He just took what he had in his hand. Oh, friends, he didn't have much in his hand. He just had an ox gold in his hand. But you know, that was enough because the reason that he was going to win is because he has come to know he who he is. He had come to know that in him was the seed of God, in him was the son of God. And he went and faced those Philistines, and guess what? He slew them all. He slew them all. Not even one of them was left standing. Not even one was left standing. What has the enemy been doing in your home? What has he been doing in your life? You were here. You had raising a standard, you had keepers of the gate. You had a mature hair. You had a role of a man. You had the role of a woman. If you weren't here, you streamed it. You streamed those services. You have no excuse. You heard it. But now it is your turn. Because the God of Joshua is the same today. The God of Moses, he's the same today. The captain of the host of the Lord, he's the same today. What have you got in your hands? What do you have in your hands? You've got one message, take it. You've got one scripture, take it. You've got one verse, take it. You've got one word, take it. That's all you need. Because that's all Shemgar needed. Because the key of it all is that he had come to know who he is. And when you come to know who you are, all you need is just one scripture. You don't need much. Just one scripture. Just one verse. Just one message. And you can bring a revival in your home. How are we doing on time? I thought for the head I was going to be short. <laughs> oh, I am going to be short. Yeah, I am short.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God has got the short one, the tall ones. He's got all kinds. Amen. In my home, I've got Jesse in there. And man, he always looking up. Oh, man. Oh, man. You almost get a salt neck if you talk to him for five minutes. (laughs) Amen.
3: Oh, God bless you, Jesse. Amen. But here was another one by the name of Gideon. And Gideon... He trashed the witch by the winepress to hide away from the Midianites. Judges chapter 6, 12 to 16. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Listen to what he said. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us out up from Egypt? But now the Lord had forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites, has delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. He was asking, Where are the miracles? Where is that God that we've been talking about? But little did he know that that God was right in him, that power was right in him. But the problem was that he has lost his identity, but his time was coming. And the word continues to say, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go. In this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Oh, my, isn't it sometimes the way we think? I am the least. I am the poor, I'm the youngest, I'm the smallest, I'm the that. <laughs> but little did he know, the greater was he that was in him than the Midianites. Amen. And the Lord said unto him, surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt the Midianites as one man. He said, Gideon, I am going to be with you. And you may think that you small and you know little and you don't know all the mysteries and things like that. Don't worry about it. This is your time. Just get to know who you are. Let the word brood over you. Get in the word. Let the word show you who you are. And notice Gideon started to prepare and started getting men, men together and, and many came together in all the story that, you know, they went to drink and, and, you know, some of them just, you know, threw themselves on the water and, you know, some were sent home and just weren't worth for the war. They weren't worth for the battle. But there were few that were selected. Few that were selected for the battle. And then they go to the battlefield and George 7, 16 says, And he divided the 300 men to three companies. And he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lambs within the pitchers. So every man received a trumpet, and a pitcher, and a lamb within the pitcher. And we know the trumpet is the type of the gospel. So every man received the gospel. And as every man received the gospel, the gospel had to come in a vessel. And it was an empty pitcher. The vessel had to be empty. They had a trumpet and they had an empty vessel. And now in that vessel was the Lamb. In it was the Lamb. And you have received the word. You've come as an empty vessel. And now in you is the Lamb. It's Christ. And when those three things came together and they started marching the battle, I tell you, they didn't have to face the enemy. The enemy flew away. Hallelujah! You take the gospel trumpet. You make yourself available. You make yourself an empty vessel, and you let the lamb of grace come in here. You become the light, and you watch the enemy flee. You watch the demon flee, and you knew what they done when they flee. They didn't stop, but they started to pursue them. Hallelujah. They started to pursue them because you see, the enemy can flee, him, but you see, if you just let him fly away, you know, he can come back. He can come back. But you see, it was David that one time he came back to Ziglag. After three days' journey, he came back to Ziglag. And when it came to the camp, their wives had been taken away. Their sons had been taken away. Their daughters had been taken away. And the people started to weep. And they started to cry. And they wanted to stone more, to stone David. But guess what David did? Get David started to encourage himself in the word. He started to encourage himself in the word. And he asked the priest, bring me the effort, bring it to me. And when he got him, he started to inquire of the Lord. Should I go after them? Should I go after them? See, they've come in, and they've taken away my children. They've come in, they've taken away my son. They've taken away my daughter. They've taken away our wives. They've taken them away. And these people are weary. What shall I do? First Samuel 20 verse 8. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. Thou shalt surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. Without fail, recover all. Has he come into your life? Has he taken away your joy? Without fail, recover all. Has he taken away your son? You go after him. Has he taken away your daughter? You go after him. Has he taken away your husband? You go after him. Has he taken away your wife? You go after him. This is the word of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. It wasn't David's idea, but the Lord told David, The Lord told David, You go pursue. You go pursue. And David heeded the call You go pursue. Remember the one day you shouted. Some long time ago, you rejoiced. But here comes the enemy and it tries to take away the joy. Now I wanna say something now, shouting, rejoicing and all that, it's not just about jumping around and running down the aisle, Uh, it's all great. If the spirit of the Lord is leading you to do that, amen. But you see, the rejoicing I'm talking about is when the enemy comes to you. It's when it throws trouble your way. And in the face of that trouble, you rise on your feet. And as you hear this morning, you lift up your hands and you start to praise the Lord. When in the midst of that trial, you go on your knees and you start to rejoice. Because you know that from the beginning it wasn't so. At the start, it wasn't so. At the start, you rejoiced. At the start, whoever was the seed, son, Jean, born, predestinated, daughter, son of God was in the kingdom. At the start, it wasn't so. Your loved one that is outside, if his name was up there at the start, it wasn't so. So the power in it is used out and rejoicing now. It's when you can praise the Lord in the face of the trial. I think it's the Philippians that talks about it. Maybe let's just go to it. We don't have that here. We, We think it's Philippians. And we'll be closing soon. Philippians chapter.
2: Philippians chapter two is that or, or four?
3: I think is it. Yeah, Philippians chapter four. It says Philippians chapter four, verse four. He said, "Rejoice in the Lord always." And again, I said, "Rejoice." He didn't say, "Rejoice in the Lord sometime." But rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Again, I say, praise the Lord. Let a trial come, praise the Lord. Let temptation come, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord because you have been called to be victorious. Praise the Lord. Give him glory, give him honor, give him all the, the glory and the honor that he deserves. You praise them. You lift up those hands. Pursue and recover it all without fail. What has He taken away from you? Pursue, recover it all without fail. You're wondering when to start? Right now right now, and you know how you start pursuing, start rejoicing, you know how to pursue, start rejoicing about it, is it a financial problem, start rejoicing about it, that's how you start pursuing, because there's one thing that the devil hates, is to see you rejoice, Oh, he hates to see you happy. Oh, he hates to see you rejoicing in the Lord. See, what he wants is to bring depression on you. What he wants is to bring you low and to bring you down and to see you drug yourself in the church and to barely be able to sit on the pew. And get you to sit on the pew. and come find out of you and have you to sleep. Oh, but when you start coming to church loaded, oh, glory be to God. Oh, when you start shouting the glory before you leave your house door, oh, praise the Lord. And when you get into your car and you push play and it says, good evening, friends, oh, hallelujah, and you start driving your car and you know you're going to war and you know that you are loaded. And you're driving your car, and the prophet is preaching away. And it's preaching, How can I overcome? And it's preaching, The seed is not here with a shark. Oh, hallelujah. And it's preaching, The greatest battle ever fought. And it's preaching, Victory Day. Oh, hallelujah. And you're just driving away. Hallelujah. And you get to the parking lot and you pull your car in. Oh, hallelujah! And you open the door. I can tell you one thing: hell is shaken. Oh, glory be to God! Hell is shaken. Oh, glory! Hell is shaken. Oh, but it doesn't end up there. And you start to take steps towards the house of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. And you come through the door. And oh, you will come and don't worry. Because brother Ray has already prepared a song service. Oh, he's already come loaded. Don't you worry, brother Ed is come loaded. Brother Moses is come loaded. Brother Andrew is come loaded. If it is young people, brother John is come loaded. Don't you worry, pay them. Make sure you are come loaded. Oh, and you walk in the church and you sit down on the pew and you bow your head. Oh, glory be to God. And you start to pray and you start to call God on the scene because He promised that wherever two or three you got it, I will be there in your the mess. Oh, glory. Oh, hallelujah. He said he will be there. Oh, he said he will be there because he is leading the battle. Oh, man, and the song service starts, and then you lift up your hands. You start to worship. Oh, hallelujah! You forget about yesterday. You forget about what happened. You forget about what happened at work. Forget about what happened at school. This is the time where God and you start to rejoice. You start to praise the Lord. Hallelujah, you come standing on the front line, right on the front line, and then brother Ed comes, loaded, two omnipotents are about to come together, they are just about to blend in in that service. And this is that kind of service. And every service is that kind of service. But it's about what you make out of us. It. It's about how you come to us. It. It's about how you are prepared to the service. And when the two start to come together, and the worst starts to go forward, it is like in a battle. And the sword is going forward. And it's couldn't ever turn down. Enemies falling on the left. Falling on the right. War is starting to fall down. Depression started to fall down. And you leave this place even more loaded than when you left home. And guess what? The next service, you're coming back. There is no going back. We sang it before we came. There is no turning back anymore. It is just a going up. Friends, this is your time. Pray, this is your time. It is your time for a body change. It is your time for victory. It is your time for overcoming. This is your time. Amen. Oh, Hallelujah. Why don't we rise up on our feet? This is your time. Let the musicians come up. Satan has had his own turns; he's done his own turns. But now is your time. The table is turned around. It is your time. Hallelujah. Oh, how many are gonna start coming to church loaded? How many are gonna start coming loaded? Oh, yeah. oh, load as much as you can. You know what? You know, this they don't know what they call them, but you know every gun has got all that, and they put all the shells in, right? Well, you know, the wonder you got, it has no limits. It's an unlimited shell holes. You can load as much as you want before you come to church. It has no lemon, and if there's any God left, don't you worry, because when you come to church, they will be filled, Amen. because you want to go home even more loaded. Amen. Amen. You play something softly, brother, sister Naomi. I want to s- s- speak one last thing before we go, and it's about Esther. See, Esther, it was a time that came that you know Haman has risen up and was trying to do what he wanted to destroy the children of Israel. And your mother Kai has spoken to Esther and told her that you know you've been put there for such a time like this. And Esther has come to a place that she had made a decision that she was going to go in, and that if she perished, she perished. And when she went in, Ken Ahasuerus asked her, what would you want, and Esther asked for a banquet. And at the banquet, Haman was invited. And the three of them sat at the banquet. And if I'm not mistaken, the first banquet went, boy, and she asked for another banquet. And Haman was there again. And I don't know, but perhaps you've been coming to this banquet with Haman. Whenever you come to this banquet, Haman is right there. Haman is sitting right there whenever you come to the banquet. But I want to realize that a Hazarus is also there, and you are the queen. You are the queen, and I brought banquets. a Hazarus. asked Esther. He asked Esther. He said. What is your petition, Queen Esther? He asked her, what is your petition? And Esther knew what her petition was. Esther knew who the enemy was. Esther knew what was fought on her. And the time came. Esther started to speak up. And Esther started to narrate all that Haman has been doing. And as he started to narrate, the kin was wrought. The kin was wrought of what Haman was doing to Esther. And tonight, you can narrate what Haman has been doing to you. You can narrate to the ken what he's been doing to you, and the ken is going to stand for you. The king is going to stand for you because at the end of the story, and that's the rage 1. The Bible says, on that day, the king Ahasuerus gave the house of Haman, the Jew, enemy, unto Queen Esther. The house of the enemy was given to the queen. And you know, Satan thinks he's got the earth. But you remember, we read that the earth... Is of the man. The earth is yours. It is your inheritance. And what Satan thinks that he's God, and what Satan thinks that he's got control of. There's coming a day. There's coming a time that is gonna be yours. That is gonna be your possession. It's coming a time, and the time starts now because the rapture is the cycle, and the cycle has begun, and it has begun in you. You are the seed, this is your time. This is your time, young person. This is your time, all of you in the balcony. This is your time. It is your time. March around the walls. March around the walls. Don't you worry. The wall fall down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you playing, Sister Naomi? Okay. Let's sing that.
1: There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power
3: Stop rejoicing now Up,
1: you are the army.
3: You are the army. This is your time to rise up. Those feeble hands have been down for a long time. This is your time, bride of Christ. This is your time and time.
1: to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Let's
3: sing those of pride rising up a can.